Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, talking a lot of Titans today. George Brimmer came on. He talked Colts with us, and uh, he talked about patience with their quarterback situation. So don't expect him if you're waiting for him to trade for Mariota or Foles, even though Foles is out there trying to get campaign to get traded for. says it looks like there's going to be some patience in Indy as they battle injuries uh, with their quarterback and with their all-pro, pro, pro uh, guard and Quentin Nelson. Now, that's what's going on in Indy, but Rhett Bryan has been sweating every day out at Titans practice. He is the man from Titans Radio. He joins us now, executive producer. And uh, we were discussing this, got into a little bit uh, yesterday to start the week off. Some great news about Caleb Farley going off the non-football injury list, and people are like, wait a second. Well, if you come to your team injured from some other point of your life, it's non-football injury because you didn't get injured as part of what goes on with your team. So that was a designated list he was on. But he came off and he did some stuff yesterday, a little bit of stuff. We all saw the videos. Yep. And so the first thing you think, Red, is, boy, hopefully he makes through everything okay. Maybe he can do it again tomorrow. He did do it again today. So two days in a row he's been out there, the, the first-round draft pick. And went longer today. Went about an hour today. And uh, so, yeah, he's definitely, you know, and I know they're monitoring all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, last Wednesday – when they had their first practice and he is working on the field three that no one mentions like Lord Voldemort. Uh, I'm like, Mike, Mike Keith looks at me, he goes, man, that's a good thing. Isn't it? I'm like, I would think so. I would think so. And then all of a sudden this week, boom, here he is. Um, and yeah, getting more work in, uh, with one-on-one drills and stuff. Um, you know, deeper into the second practice, uh, for him this week. And yeah, that, that's very encouraging. I, I think that just the exciting thing is just to see what a specimen he is. He is a long, big dude. He is, I mean, he just, he's one of the bigger cornerbacks his team's had not on a win. And just, you know, when they turned him loose, it's going to be a lot of fun to take a look. And, you know, when you talk to Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins, um, and even Rashawn Evans mentioned him today and his, his availability during uh, post-practice, he's picking these guys' brains. He wants he wants to get out there. He wants to learn. He wants to figure it out and keep keep trucking. But yeah, first day in pads today, and always welcome that. That's always a welcome sight. Great weather, and uh, yeah, got a little physical in a couple of spots, and you know some tackling drills and things like that. Nobody, you know, no fisticuffs because Coach Frable didn't want that. He'll he'll throw you out of practice on that one. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and uh, by the way, it's really good to see both of you face to face in studio. For what has been <laughs> eons since oh. I have really seen you both, yeah. so well, the feelings mutual, yeah, no, as no. well as these glass pieces right here sitting on the, on this table. the plexiglass. Yes, the very well plexiglass. separated. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, all of that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, every time I go to the camp, and now I'm looking at the camp, and I have been out there, and you're talking about their hitting, and then I always go hitting. How do the players get the mental mindset when there's not a lot of contact? To, to bring the physicality into an actual game. And, and I'm wondering because every time I watch the beginning of a season, maybe the first two games, it just seems like the physicality isn't there. And you really need that, especially for this team that is a physical in the trenches running football team. So it just, it's kind of odd to me that like when they talk about building the, the physicality today was pads. Did you feel like it was really physical or it was just the first day of pads and guys are just trying to make sure they don't hurt each other and just kind of stay out of each other's way and only having contact just when they have to have contact. more of the latter of what you're saying. It's, it's, it's physical relative to what I'd seen up to this point. And look, 
when we were covering you guys over at Hale Stadium and out in, <laughs> in Bellevue and everything else, you know, you guys are the last of the old school. It was twice a day, and you guys were pads, and you guys were popping and thudding. And, and, you know, it's just so much different now through these, you know, last couple of CBAs and the way they do things. And, you know, I think that's just because they've figured out that they can do without some of that. But I think what you're saying has a lot of credence because you'll see some teams that don't thud up in that first couple of weeks of the regular season till they get acclimated to, you know, it's like, oh, Which is wait, wait a minute, I can, I can do this now. Hang on a second. I can go pop this guy. Within limits, of course. You'll get a nice FedEx on Tuesday if you do it the wrong way. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I was just saying there's a difference. And I understand things have changed and have evolved, and you're trying to yeah. be safer and cautious. But at some point, football is football, and you have to become physical if you want to be successful in this league. I don't care what side of the ball. And so it's always interesting to when they start, you know, the coaches start turning it up slowly. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you, you're up here doing nine on seven, you know, or, you know, nine, you know, where you're having contact and everybody's now at full speed. So that's right. probably right. coming in the coming days. Uh, I, I guess, you know, next for me is like, what's been your biggest observation thus far, especially today with pads on? Did some, some guys step up. That's always my big deal is like, <laughs> when you put the pads on, I look like a totally different player than I did without them. Uh, that some guys look like, oh, he, you know, he relishing this moment. He he looks very comfortable. And some guys, you kind of say, hey, man, he kind of disappeared. <laughs> Where did he go? For whatever reason, he could step up tomorrow. Another player, you know, if you say they kind of disappeared today. AJ Brown put the pads on. Looks like AJ. He's Brown. gonna look like the same, right? Well, he's Darrington like, Evans, though. Well, good, he's guy. Good stuff. Good stuff with pads on. Oh, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah. some belter. He's got some juice. But let me say this: in the people that I've been noticing taking a step forward, and, and, a, and a lot of these are year two guys. Tier Tart, um, certainly a, a Monty Hooker in year three. What about my uh, man Fulton? What's he doing? Christian there? Fulton, yes. He, they look, is they, he just playing outside and inside or just outside? Just outside right now. Um, but you'll you'll see tomorrow. They, they mix some things up. But these guys are looking the part with the pads on, too. They're, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, they put the pads on. They're, you know, I – and – Again, these guys, if this team is going to be successful and they're going to improve this defense, especially the defensive players, these second-year guys, they have to make that step forward. Mm-hmm. You know, Tier Tart, I, I'm rooting like heck for this guy because of me too. By the way, personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He seems like such a great kid. We had an availability with him the other day. He's dropped four percent of his body fat for a big dude. That's that's big that ain't thing. nothing to sneeze at, man. I'm a small dude. I don't. Think he's I been, do that. but he. <laughs> I could go but for four percent right now. He's been <laughs> just I, in one area. Yeah, <laughs> the old kegerator right yeah, in front right for this there. guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I just there's there's some excitement there. I'm I'm really excited for a T air tart and the two and and Fulton and Evans. Again, it, it's like. Season one point five for them, not yeah. season two, because they missed so much and didn't have an in person off season last year. They went straight to camp after virtual stuff. So you can see they're benefiting from that and trying to help this team go forward. Well, we rep Brian. Tech producer of Tides Radio. Yes, no, indeed. No doubt. Um uh, Tier Tart is the name that everybody keeps saying. AJ Brown is a name that people are just like, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. 
and think about that. Everybody was already fired up about A.J. Brown, and, and, and the superlatives for him have only gotten greater. Mm-hmm. So this was a guy who people already are just on cloud nine about and are saying even greater things about. So it's been really interesting, Rhett. Every year there seems to be, like there's John Simon or there's Drew Bennett or or there's the guy who just comes out of nowhere. Sure. Do you have a comes out of nowhere guy for this year? Because um, I, I, I love the comes out of it. it uh, Free my agent man, guide. My man, Khalif Raymond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, you Mr. know, Rogers, or I'm trying to think of some guy. I don't know a lot of the offensive linemen that are back. Up. Well, and, and you mentioned Chester Rogers. That's the guy we saw in the practice, that expanded practice squad last year. He's right. played a lot of NFL football. He's into running for saw the punt. Saw him as a cold couple three times. Yes. He's yeah, into right. running for the punt return job. Vrabel talked about three guys, along with Cam Batson, who uh, literally people keep forgetting he's here. It's like, no, he's still here. <laughs> he's just the smallest receiver of the Marcus group. Johnson, all, they keep talking about, right? Mar- Marcus yeah. Johnson, who's a fifth-year man. Not the former Milwaukee Texas. Buck, but That's the right. other Marcus Johnson. Right. <laughs> but the other little dude, Mason Kinsey, who put up all these yes. numbers at what Barry College. Yeah. Who you're going to see in the preseason in the return game. Yep. You're going to see that for sure. Um, and we'll see who battles it out between he and the aforementioned Cameron Batson and some of these other guys. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know that I've got any particular person in mind because um, the guys that I'm looking at are, are draft picks. You know, I, I'm still looking at a big racy McMath. Boy. You know, big, tall, fast dude. Um, Hearing and, his name a lot. You know, Lorel Murchison in year two. Merch. That's another guy. Mm. And we, Amy Wells and I were talking about the practice today. It's like if he ever gets like gets really big uh, as far as his profile and, and has his own line of stuff, he should have merch merch. No doubt. I <laughs> mean, that writes that, itself. Right? Yes. Right. Time to buy some merch merch. But, well, uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's exciting to see them uh, get closer and closer to their first preseason contest. And, you know, it's just a little over a week away and um, just to see, you know, how all this shakes out and the thing you'll hear every five seconds, get off the ground, stay off the ground, stay off the ground, you know, Got to stay off the ground. Stay yeah, up, I saw it was up. a little yeah deal with uh, Ben Jones today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got rolled up on. They yanked him out of there and said, "Don't worry about Ben. We want to go back out there, knock <laughs> somebody out." I'm sure. We're like, but, hey man, I, I got better to hit die. somebody. You just go sit over there. Yeah, back. get ready you know? to watch the two rook big men. Get ready to watch Rashad Weaver. He can do some things in different spots. And he looks giving... like a different cat than what we've had around here. And I, yes. I, I, I say we. The Titans have had around here in a long time. Big dude. And long you put the legs, pads big. on and he's even bigger. Uh, and, and the Dylan Radens. Really excited about young Dylan Radens. Um, yeah. I, I like, I, I'm watching a lot of the big dudes. And uh, those are the guys that need to step forward in this thing. But, yeah. Cool. It's good stuff. Rhett Bryan just exploding with knowledge here in the studio at Rhett B, Tennessee, Titans Radio. By the way, the Titans Radio, uh, 104.5 The Zone, Titans relationship not going anywhere for years. It's all going to keep on trying. You guys are going to be doing all that you do, that you normally do, and and taking these, hopefully, some some happy phone callers and and Titans talk back with a lot of wins under their belt. Um, Because I know that you've been through (laughs) – Areas and periods of time where that wasn't the case. <laughs> and uh, especially the ones that have had liquid courage fueling their calls. That's yeah, uh, always fun, though. We hear from them late at night. A, li- uh, a libation-driven phone call. Libation. <laughs> sensations. We got to get going, Coach. It's <laughs> a little steely damn for you. That's it. Coach Max said to join us next. Thank you, Rhett B. Sure. Keep on talking, Titans, next on Blaine and Mickey. Appreciate it.
Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. You hear that music, it only means one thing. It is the return of Coach Mack. Time for the Mack attack on Blaine and Mickey. And, Coach, I got to ask you, just as a coach, a guy who spent his life in football, you can probably, because Blaine described it earlier, that energy the first day the pads go on. I'm sure you felt that certain uh, spark in the air as well today, too. You know, guys, I watch practice from a different viewpoint. I'm always watching it from one of the, the film boats. That's a that's a high remote wide angle end zone. I, I'm one, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to watch you know uh, what they are doing uh, strategically. I mean that that's what I'm trying to do. And also you know I've got Rhett and Amy standing with me. You know and I, and I and I'm I'm getting a little warm up practicing, being able to you know call a game, calling out formations, personnel groups, coverages, middle of the field open, middle of the field closed. I'm watching all that. But I did I did go over there there in the end zone when they started the you know, went over there with John Robinson and was watching that half line drill, which they did today with the pads on, which is a really smart way to start setting your pads. All the great linebackers I've ever coached, Mike Singletary, you know, uh, uh, Eric Hill, Seth Joyner, uh, Keith Bullock, they always talked about getting their pads set those first few days, you know, with their pads on. Blaine will tell you the same thing. You've got to be able to get your pads set and, and learn how to set your pads and get them down. The half line's a great way to do that because it's it, it's pretty heavy thud coming off. You don't have to worry about the backside cutoff where you're falling on people's legs. They had a really good session with that. And then it's always it's always good when the pads are on because things become a little bit more realistic with heavy thud. You're not taking anybody to the ground right now. But, uh, yeah, it's always good when the, when, when the pads come on because there are some things, especially when you're going one-on-one, I wanted to get down there and watch the big guys and the linebackers work today in that half-line drill because, uh, you know, now I can start to see a little bit more explosion and separation. Well, I wanted to ask you, what was the – typically on a day like today, first day that pads go on, what's the first thing you wanted to see? Well, I mean, I want to see the big guys. Yep. Now, look, Mickey, you got to realize, you know, when I first started doing this – we went twice a day, every day in full pads. Our first practice of two a days was uh, Oklahoma drill. Okay, so I mean, it's a different world now. Blaine lit, Blaine grew up in those times too. He, it's a different world now. But when, you know, the thing that I want to want to watch after the ramp up period is I want to go watch the big guys. You know, I want to watch the offensive and defensive linemen. You know, go in that half line one on one as to where it's a realistic look. They did a smart thing today. They put a little bit of drop back in there so that the linebackers couldn't be just up on their toes running straight forward downhill in their gaps like a dog getting ready to run out of a screen door. You know, they and so you have to get a realistic look at it. But I wanted to watch the big guys today because this is their first real day to do something that involves what they really do. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Coach Mack doing what he really does. He's coaching us through this segment. And by the way, he's brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. If you need great health care coverage and affordable price, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered. Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Well, Coach, I'm going to address some of the things at practice. But I want to ask you first and foremost, and it's kind of the more leaning towards the expectation of this team. In the, the last game that they played, they lost in the offense didn't put up, let's say, 29, 30 points a game. If this team does that in the playoffs, how much confidence do you have that they could go to the Super Bowl? Well, first of all, that's a long way to go to get there. You know, <laughs> right, no doubt. Right, right no doubt. That's a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this, this is a brand-new defense. you got half the guys on that defense. Right. you got half the guys on this team that weren't here last year. 
So this is a totally different look. And, and you've played long enough to know one thing, Blake, whether you were successful or not successful the year before, every year starts all over again. And so what they're working on, I mean, they're working on things in practice. I mean, huge emphasis defensively, if you want to talk about that side of it, on third down. I mean, it's been a huge emphasis since the OTAs because that was one thing that was was very subpar last year for them. You can't, you know, you can't have that from that point for defensively. You know, you've got to get that fixed to a point first. And with that comes pressure on the quarterback. But they've got such a brand new secondary back there that it's important to get all these guys you know, in sync together. I think Jayon Brown being back up in there helps a lot. I like some of the new pieces that they they've put in there. But I mean, it's still a very much a work in progress. Blaine talking about, you know, last year uh, we know this offense was very very productive last year. They weren't very productive in the playoff game, but they were very productive to win the division and get to eleven and five. So they're they're you know they added some new pieces too. So every year's a start over. But I think one thing that you do in the off season, I know. All the years that I coached, we always would look at good and bad, what we did the year before, Absolutely. and try to fix the bad and then try to improve on the good. Oh, no doubt about it, Coach. We went with Coach Matt giving us the Mac attack. And I guess kind of explain to our listeners what's been your observation of Tannehill thus far. And when I say that, I'm comparing him to all of his training camps that he's been with the Titans, which was only two other training camps, correct? Well, when he first came in, he was a backup, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. he was, you know, now as he's been the starter, I mean, I, you know, Ryan Tannehill is fine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't worry. Interception, interceptions to me in, in, in training camp. Yeah. You know, this, you played it, you played, I mean, you, you were there with Mac, you, you, you played with, you know, quarterbacks going to do things. And, and, and now look, if it's a good play by the defense, it's great. If it's a bad decision by the quarterback, well, then you correct the bad decision. But a lot of times, you know, because you're not, because you're not, you're, you're not, sometimes you're not throwing it on time. I mean, they'll try to force some things that they normally wouldn't force in a ball game, or, you know, they're trying not to break out of there and take off running because that's kind of a waste of rip when you're running at, you know, in, in, a, in a throwing part of it, when they just pull it down and take off running. And so anyway, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he's the leader of this team, and you can tell that very quickly because he's 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 majorly involved not only when he's in there, but when he's not in there too. That's something that I observe, you know, being a being a longtime coach in this league. I watch what the veterans do when it's not their turn in there. And if they're talking to other people, you know, both veterans and younger players when they're not in there, then that tells me they're fully engaged and they're trying to bring everybody into what's happening. Mm. Man, so with all that being said, do you just think that the defense is back to the way it used to be? And I'm not talking about the Titans defense. I'm talking about having OTAs. Now all of a sudden you get into training camp. Typically, normally the defense is ahead of offense because it's more reactive instead of timing. Do you think we're back to that? Because last year it seems like all the offenses were ahead of the defense with no OTAs. You know, I don't know if that's just me just looking at it blindly or – or is it the Titans just better on defense? Uh, with well, I mean, I, I think they're a work in progress, Blaine. I mm -hmm. really do. I mean, they're yeah. Neither side of the ball is 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 put is is put together co you know put together cohesively yet. I mean, they're working some new things. And again, I can't talk about strategic things that they are doing, you know, because that's just not that that's not what I'm allowed to talk about, you know. And I never would because I'm granted a lot of access. But as I say, when I'm watching, I'm I'm basically watching their practice tape as practice is going on. You know, that's why I stand there in those in those, 
those ro those robotic you know film boats so i can see that and 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 i can see some things that they're working on and they're they're adding layers to both of the things they're doing but it still comes down to and you you know this and and this is for our listeners you can do you can do that all that you want but you've got to be able to do it against a different colored jersey in a stress situation i think that's what they're trying to build to blaine yeah no doubt about it thanks we're on with coach Mac giving us the Mac attack and one more one yeah. thing that sounds different with Vrabel. I'm starting to feel like we're getting a softer side, more relaxed, a couple jokes here and there. You know, it just seems like he's in a good place. I, I, and I don't know. I feel like he's different this year uh, so far in training camp, I, I guess, until the regular season starts, right? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't listen to the press conference. I know this. He's no different on the field. I promise you that. Well, I saw him dancing. They had a little video, and he was dancing a couple of days. So it shows he has a fun side. We just never get a chance to see that side. Well, Brayden, look, look, Mike doing, Vrabel, the, doing the interviews. Mike Vrabel, I really like him. Respect him. I really like uh -huh. him a lot. I mean, I, you know, from the first time I met, I mean, I get him. I understand what he is and what mm -hmm. he. But he, you know, he's a ball guy. But yeah, I mean, he's a look. This guy is a is a is a ball coach. He's a players coach, which doesn't. I mean, he understands the players. You would love him because he understands the players. He's like Fish was. He understands mm -hmm. the players. He understands what they what they are going through. So yes, I mean, but he he knows he knows you know when he has to use the hammer and when not to. All right, we're on with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach, there was a big fight in the Giants camp today. Literally, the whole team fought each other. Joe Judge had them all running and doing push ups and 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 exploiting them and and trying to get control of the situation. You had a guy who got cut off the pant. Uh, literally cut off the Panthers. He hit a defenseless wide receiver. They had to bring an ambulance out to get the guy. They sent the DB off and literally cut him when practice was over. I know guys like you and Blaine always use the term learn how to practice, but that's a huge part of what's going on right now in training camps everywhere. Guys have to learn how to practice like pros. That's a complete waste of time, Mickey. Yep. That's a complete waste of time. They wasted the practice. Yep. They wasted the practice. I mean, that, 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 you know, that, that's it. Look, I, I've coached for some, of the, the, for some of the harder edge coaches in the history of the league. You start with Mike Ditka. Let's start there, all right? He wouldn't tolerate that. It's a waste of practice. I mean, you, you, what did they get out of that today? Zero. They ran, some, they ran some hundreds and then got sent in. They got zero out of that. It doesn't do anything for you. It's, it's completely unprofessional. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a waste of practice. It's the head coach's fault. That's the head coach's fault. He's the guy that's got to sit. Look, you set that. You set the tone and the timbre of that uh, when you first get the job, not when you're out there, you know, making them run hundreds after they've gotten into a Braveheart brawl. Come on, man. <laughs> How did you balance trying to manage your guys of just taking it to where was the edge for you of how far to take it? Was it just till the end of the whistle and then, hey, you got to let it go? Because sometimes guys will – you know, they, they continue a little bit beyond the whistle. There's a little bit more aggression. What was your message to guys on that kind of thing? You can't play a game like that. What happens in the game if you play it beyond that? Yeah. I mean, you're thrown out and you're fine. You hurt yourself. You hurt your team. I mean, you do it just like you do in a game. And, 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 you know, before every practice, you know, Blaine and I have talked about this, learning how to practice without pads, learning how to protect each other and practice with pads and still heavy thud up. I mean, you've got to learn how to do that. I mean, and if you don't want to do that, then you won't be part of the program very long. I really never had any problem with it because I learned early. I learned early from Mike Ditka. I mean, I learned very early. I mean, 
look, and, and those were some of the fiercest defenses in the history of the league. But and, and the offense was good too. But you you learn how to practice with each other because other than if you're not, then you're wasting time. Because if you do it in the ball game, what happens? You don't get to play anymore. Yeah, no doubt. Coach Matt giving us some Mac attack here on Blaine and Mickey. Well, Coach Mack, it seems like there's going to be a huge battle uh, to make the roster. At least it looks deep from afar, and that's the wide receiver position. Man, uh, who has impressed uh, since we haven't been out there? Uh, and uh, possibly could they keep six or maybe even seven wide receivers? Is that a possibility? I think so, Blaine. I think they they could. I mean, uh, you know, when you, you look at your top three guys, I mean, those are the top three guys. But, you know, Marcus Johnson, to me, you know, fifth-year vet from Texas, he's, he's shown up a lot. I like the two rookies. Two rookies are, are some physical specimens. And, uh, I mean, look, Racy McMath, guys, I mean, I don't know how much tape uh, you watched before the draft, but mm -hmm. if you watched him on his special teams, and, and, uh, I mean, th this guy. Yeah, I watched him live. I saw him play live against uh, Mississippi so, State. I mean, this, guy, this, guy's, this, this guy will be a gunner in this league, and that mm -hmm. is extremely important, as you, as, as, as you well yeah. know. And he's, he's got ability, you know, and, 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 and so, so does Fitzpatrick. I mean, those, and there's going to be, there, and, you know, Westbrook Aquina has been playing well. They got some big, long dudes in there. This is a, this is a nice receiver group just to watch that Rob Moore is working with. So absolutely. Could they keep seven? They could, but you know, as well as I do, Blaine, once you start taking extended numbers, mm -hmm. either at the tight end position, at the secondary or at the receivers, they have to be core special teams players mm -hmm. and the running back spots. You know that. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess explain to our listeners again, because I want clarity on it. You know, they're using the same rules for the practice squad and the, and the roster and everything kind of, so kind of take us through that whole process of what you can do like it was last season. Well, if they're using the same rules, you know, this year, mm -hmm. and I haven't seen that set in stone yet, but if they are, then you get 16, you can have three veterans on there that have no, you know, a time of service limitations on it. And plus the time that you can bring them on is, is, is a lot. You can bring them on, you know, the, the day of the game used to be, you had to declare early on. And so, you know, if they're going to still keep, you know, you being able to have uh, 16, which I think they are because everybody liked the way that worked, that's going to give you a chance to keep some extra people on there. It will also give you a chance to be able to rotate people. You talk about keeping seven, you know, you might have one of those guys on the, on the practice squad just because you can bring him up immediately. I mean, those, those types of things I think really helped last year when COVID, when everybody was fighting COVID. And I think everybody really liked the way it worked. I guess uh, lastly for me is take us through from what uh, he's done at practice thus far, what you've seen out of uh, Caleb Farley, the first wow. playing uh, defensive back. Look, <laughs> I've coached some really good secondary people in my, you know, lengthy coaching career in this league. <laughs> I had Aeneas Williams, yeah, who's a yeah. Hall of Hall Famer, of Famer. Mm -hmm. for most of his career. I've never had a corner look like this. This guy is long, but here's the difference in length, Blaine. And you can, you, I'm speaking to you and I'm speaking to our yeah, listeners. I have no people. length. No, no, I'm not talking <laughs> about that. But let, let, me just, let me just say this. Usually those guys that are long, you've seen long corners before but they've got no transition ability because they're too high cut. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and the transition, not only from, from a 90 degree up and back, but also being able to flip your hips and roll. And this guy's got it all. This guy's got it all. He can transition. He can double flip. You know, he can, he can, I mean, this guy is a special, special talent and he is long. Uh, I mean, he just, he just looks different out there. 
and then they've done a nice job. You know, of course, they always do a good job with their people. I mean, to me, you know, the guy looks like he's come along. And of course, they're going to progressively keep him back in there. But uh, you can, I mean, when you watch 2019 film, and he hasn't played defensive back very long, but you see those innate skills. But to me, the, 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 the ability to transition both vertically, horizontally, and then, and then be able to change directions 90 degrees for a, for a guy that's that long and high cut, he's special, Blaine. He's a special looking athlete out there. No doubt about it. We're on with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. All right, Coach, uh, day two in pads tomorrow. How important is it to see that guys don't let up, to see that continued focus, guys not fighting, all those things? How important is it to see them hold that together for a, a second day and then just straight on through camp? Well, I mean, you're going to have ups and downs. I mean, you're talking to a guy right there. That, I mean, you're going to have up and down days in camp, right? But what you've got to hope is that, not not hope. What you if you've got a good locker room, if some guy a day's you know a day's battery's not quite charged up, well then his teammates pick him up, you know, and so that you can you can get that. And so this group this group is a real live group. They really are. And so and, and then plus, I mean, the head coach, the head coach is a hands on head coach, and he understands. He gets a great feel for practice when it's going on. And if something's not going right, I mean, he'll shut it down and let them know that you know. Because, look, if you're out there going through it, uh, and, and I've, I've never seen this team do that, but I've been around teams. You, you, you Sometimes, you know, when the dog days set in, you start going through it kind of half-heartedly. Well, it's just like kind of one of those days when you're fighting. You're wasting the day. Mm. You don't have much time to waste. I don't expect that to happen with this team. Well, Coach, you never waste any of our time. It's always a great segment, and we love having you on. And we're looking forward to the day when we can all be in the same room again, uh, which that's the best way to do it. Uh, hopefully that'll happen soon. But uh, until then, we'll keep loving these Zoom meetings with you. Guys, I love coming on in the afternoons with you guys. See ya. Appreciate it, Coach Mack. Coach yeah. Mack, the one and only, the Mack Attack every Tuesday in hour number two. You might as well just pencil that into your weekly schedule. We come back, Shane Bowen spoke, and every time he spoke, people, speaks, people go nuts. Like they, they examine every word that he says, but he talked about Schwartz, and he talked about just not having to coach a position and lots of things. We'll hear from the Titans, D.C. It's even his title now. Shane Bowen, next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Appreciate Coach Mack joining us. By the way, a huge brawl today at the Giants camp. That's what we were referring to when he said, well, they just wasted a well, day. It was yesterday. It was ye No, it was another the coaches week. had to run with the players yesterday. Oh. Today they had a brawl with each other. Oh. So it's just a complete disaster up there. Oh. Uh, also, the Panthers literally had a guy whose name is eBay. His last name is eBay. TJ eBay. Yeah, TJ eBay. They literally sold him to another team on ebay uh because he's gone now <laughs> he got cut they he, cut him for for annihilating somebody coming across some receiver who left on a stretcher in an ambulance and they told that dude leave and then they went and cut him you got to learn how to practice young people it probably wasn't a live drill and he, he pulled a perry phoenix he popped that guy yeah yeah um said so they just whacked him uh meanwhile the titans Learning how to practice uh, with the, it, with Shane Bowen, who is officially officially the defensive coordinator, and he doesn't have to coach his position anymore. He was a linebackers coach, and he was talking about that today. Basically, the freedom that he has now, Shane Bowen. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been able to bounce around meeting rooms. You guys heard it a lot last year, like the coordination, the communication, making sure everybody's on the same page, right? And now I, I can immediately walk in the linebacker room and say, hey, right? So everybody sees things the same way. We're communicating things the same way. So I think that's been a tremendous uh, asset, being able to bounce room to room. Also being able to understand and make sure, like, we're getting coached what we want coached, right? Like, that's part of it. Like, I want to make sure they're, they're hearing what we want. And then when we go in the unit room, they better be able to spit it back. And I know they got that covered, right? Um, and then obviously out in the field, just being able to touch all those guys. But I think building the relationship with the guys, like, that's a big part of it. Um, that last year I don't think was there, where I think this year it's growing, and that's becoming uh, a bigger piece for me. So Shane Bowen talking about having that freedom to just kind of duck in and out of different rooms, see different position groups, go from place to place. And, and the other part of Bowen is just this storyline that won't die of was he or was he not the D.C. And he got into this again today, basically talking about having a, a well, essentially a clearly defined role. This was his answer to that. Help. Yes, absolutely. I do. I, I think it's helped. I think just with, with everybody, with the coaching staff, with the players, I think it's been good up to this point. They kind of understand where the buck stops, and that's, it is what it is. So I'm excited the ways these, these guys are going about working right now and kind of what we're trying to get accomplished on defense. So it, it seemed like we were kind of led to believe that that role was clearly defined last year, but then he gets asked that he answers the question that way. Of Oh, yeah, this, again, absolutely – on if having a clearly defined role this year has helped him and the rest of the defensive coaches. Absolutely, I, I, I do. I think it has helped with everybody, with the coaching staff, the players. They understand where, and he said, where the buck stops. And that's him. And it's him. Yeah, well, last year it wasn't. And, and, and you know what? You, we could say we believe what they said. I didn't. I, I watched the games, and I thought Brable was making the calls. Now, whether it was every down or not, in critical situations, and I think that's where him being a young head coach He's now understanding that he doesn't have to be trusting his coaching staff and he doesn't have to micromanage them at the same time. Sometimes you get mixed messages and you don't understand, you know, in this game we're going to do this and you may have the same call, but your responsibilities may be a little bit different. And that's what he's talking about. He can go to room to room now yep. and everybody being on the same page. The Bass so Pro Shop. Sounds like none of that was going on last season. Or to me, he wouldn't have brought it up. Uh, but the whole time I, I thought Vrabel was making the calls. And, and I have no factual evidence of that besides watching him in the game and because it was repeated and because his background was defense. So if the defense was horrid, then you should be the guy to fix it. You're the head coach. Uh, so uh, now it just seems like there may be a smoother transition and communication amongst uh, with one voice and getting, you know, maybe leaning on uh Swartzy at times to ask some questions, at least here in training camp, get your opinion, thoughts, somebody can bounce ideas off of who's been a proven uh, D.C. in this league, not only, uh, you know, when I was playing with the Titans, but for a long time and uh, and now back, uh, so in an advisory role. So, yeah, I, I kind of like the feel. And, by the way, somehow the defense looks really good so far. <laughs> and, and people must not forget, we're making a huge assumption, and I'm almost getting caught in this, too, assuming that the offense is going to do what it did last year. Right. Remember, every year – is a new year, and you must build that chemistry and timing with your offensive line and your receivers as the quarterback every single year because it's a new crop of guys. And you can say the core guys are there, but that don't mean – I mean, you have Julio, you have Reynolds. I mean, guys are not, they ain't even practicing. Uh, to, to, you know, so 
Then, and then he said they're changing the cadence. I heard him say that a couple days ago. That That's kind of interesting because that can throw guys off right there. That's when he was talking about the, the fumble snaps a couple days ago. He said we were, we're, we're changing our cadence, which uh, offenses do at times trying to throw everybody else because they feel like you're getting a run or understanding how they're doing their cadence. Uh, which I used to live off of because I used to blitz. So I want my, my my full speed ahead right when I got to the line. <laughs> uh, so there are times, so they're they're changing that. So that's probably another thing the offensive coordinator is putting in. So in reality, it's like now they have two new coordinators who were within the program, you know, you know the organization, but now they have in totality the role of making all the calls and controlling everything on their side of the ball. So – We'll see what that, you know, lends to being. Is the defense being better? The offense maybe inconsistent, or are they 30 points a game, uh, you know, or the same as last season? So I'm interested to see see how this all plays out. And everybody's making an assumption that now that, you know, Wentz and Nelson and, you know, these guys getting hurt for the Colts, oh, yeah, not how he's going to win. No, no, no. Wish it did work like that. This is not uh, high school. Yeah. This is the, they're going to find enough. To compete, and they know you just as well as you know them. Yep. And so it's always going to be a battle. You just hope that gives us the edge now. But uh, I wouldn't say that confirming. And I, that's keeping that mental mindset as a player that I never made assumptions. Never make assumptions just because they lost a quarterback or a stud guard. Uh, they're still going to be good, and we better go into the with the mindset that, that they are playing. I assume we'll be back tomorrow, though. I feel like that's a safe assumption. One to three, same bat time, same bat channel. I assume that uh, 3HL is coming up next, so we got to clear out. We'll be talking all about the Titans again tomorrow, though, because uh, day two of the pads on. Woo! Happy Tuesday! Peace!